Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. I'm just going to hit record. We're going to we're going to jump right into this. Hey, it's Brian House. You're listening to Work For It. I'm back with Brian Cohn. Brian and I are really quickly discussing. We started to talk about Housemade University because we just started shooting the first round of Housemade University. So you're going to on this podcast in particular, you're going to listen to a lot of discussion about what that looks like and our vision for it and uh, this first project, which is really fun. And um, so what I was telling Brian was our goal is to uh, promote other uh, people who are in our circles and drive uh, inspiration for people to make things, you know, to continue to make things, inspire them, and then also to educate them and arm them with business knowledge. Like right. that's hands down the, you know, the, the, the biggest component to this is that. So, and in the side symptom of that is, is going to be that it'll drive an economy as well. You know, the maker economy is a billion dollar economy and you know, there's a, you know, the, the tooling, the abrasives, the, you know, the materials, you know, all those things that you need in order to say, go out and take on say a knife making endeavor. It's it, there's generations of uh, money being spent there. Right. Um, and so, there's value to this in in a lot of ways, and you know my take on commerce, Brian. You know I love commerce. It's like it's the driving force behind almost everything I do. It's not so much the money; it's the commerce portion of it. It's the engine. It's the it's the oil. It's the cog. It's all those things that make me passionate about this stuff. And so, if I can combine the two of my artistic endeavors alongside of a commerce endeavor. I can't think of anything better. And when we did the Revolution Project, the Apollo, all of that, it that is an embodiment of this. However, there, there's limitations. There's plateaus to those things. And so we need to do more and 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 build it up. So we're looking to form, you know, some, you know, specific people who want to join up with Housemaid University and invest some, you know, not just materials or goods or whatever invest some money into this process because it is so valuable. So that like, that's where that's kind of how I see it. And we started shooting this week and it's coming out really well. Are you interested at all in what I'm like? Oh, come on. What well, I know you're interested. That? Of course. I'm of so course. excited for it, man. <laughs> well, I'm I appreciate over the freaking that, moon. I've been, I've been like number one fan of this idea from the first moment you started talking about it. I've always yeah, known well, that you are, you are not only a great orator, you're also, you know, a great video maker, but just the, you're also a great teacher and really good at explaining things that to a level that is so easy to understand and then be able to use yourself. So as soon as you said, like, I want to start this little university, um, house made university, HMU, dude, I, I started thinking about, you know, t-shirt designs and you know, hoodie designs with the big, you know, university block oh, yeah. letters. It's a good idea. I'm all in, man. I'm all I in. I like that. I like that. And I appreciate your support so much, Brian. I, and so 
we that challenge the challenge of this is how do you format something like this you know it's you know that this is what we've been working on this week is we started a project and we're like how the hell do you format these things because it's going to kind of pave the road for all future videos and um so we're working on format and we've got that kind of down now we're you know working through that but the other challenge is how do you entertain people and educate them all at the same time and inspire them like it's really tough and this is you know like guys like jimmy Duresta. this is like their thing like they are good at that they can do right. that um so we came up with a, a concept where we are going to do themes and we're going to take those themes and convert them over to knife projects so nice. this theme of this knife is based on ernest hemingway and whoa yeah, we just we picked Ernest Hemingway. It was kind of like we had a list of names. We went through like uh, famous writers, actors, um, presidents, people who would um, who were known to carry a knife, you know, on the regular right. and then designed the knife completely around what we thought Ernest Hemingway would carry today if he was around. Mm. And that's how we developed it. We are developing the first house made university uh project and it's just simply called Hemingway and um, so I got the pleasure to dig a little bit into Ernest's life and you know watch some documentaries on him a lot of YouTube content there's some good there's some bad I mean you know the guy was you know kind of a misogynist there's a lot of you know, <laughs> you know a lot of if, issues there if you <laughs> but look, there's a lot of good look, too if you look back in history with a modern day perspective you're always going to be disappointed that is a great way to put it because you know you can't let some of the negative stuff overshadow the positivity that the guy brought to the, to earth you know um, right. so we decided like that was kind of controversial and controversial enough for us <laughs> to like find a path to create a knife for Ernest Hemingway if he were still with us today um, and so and that even inspired like the handle color and the material for the handle, you know, so and then we're telling a little bit of the story of Ernest and what he wrote and how he wrote. And so mm. hopefully we're going to inspire folks to do the same kind of thing, because I and I'm not uh, if you're a knife maker, don't take this the wrong way, but I'm seeing a lot of the same fucking shit over and over. <laughs> and over all right. It's time you guys got inspired by something. And and I know personally know what that feels like because you get inside of a bubble. Right. And you start looking at other knife makers work and then you start yeah. copying that or you're quote unquote inspired. But here's a different way to look at it. Do what we did. Take a, a, a public figure and then learn about that person and then design something around that person rather than say, you know, go, going on Instagram and seeing what other buddy, everybody else is doing and then kind of just following that. Looking at Instagram and saying, oh, well, that harpoon clip looks really cool. I better start a whole thing about it. <laughs> Seeing an awful lot of those <laughs> lately. And you should be flattered, by the way, because that's pretty cool you, that you're inspiring a whole bunch of people to do the same thing. I don't so. know if it came from me or from other people, but I hey, don't know. You know, you speaking can always take of, credit. Speaking of, you know, the person who does that really well, where they they look at an idea and then design a knife around it. I was talking to Nate Walpole a couple days ago, and, you know, he's doing a little mini run of these little short EDC knives, which, you know, he, first of all, he's doing a really cool idea where he's starting off with, you know, a very simple boxy cleaver version of it, and then 
all of the other three designs and probably more in the future are just simple little small, you know, something you can do on the belt grinder in like two minutes. But it makes that, you know, this boxy cleaver can turn into a drop point or it could turn into a tantal so incredibly easily. So that's, you know, basically you're just ordering one thing water jet out and then you can yourself, you know, change the profile of the blade a little bit. Sorry, that's that's a little bit side tangent of what we were just talking about. But the one thing that I love that he's doing is that, you know, his whole thing is, you know, he's walrus you know, his whole thing is the walrus. So there's maritime, there's sea life that is really in his logo and iconography. Um, so basically he's going to, um, base each blade shape is going to be based off of different whales and like the Mm. overall body shape of these whales. And it's just like, you know, the, the, you know, beluga whale or the whatever, like each one you can totally see like, oh shit, that knife actually does look like a beluga. And, you know, you're also able to then kind of incorporate some of those things. Like, you know, when you send it with the packaging on one side of a card, it'll tell you all about the knife. And then on the other side of the card, it'll tell you all about a beluga whale and why you chose, why he chose that for the thing it's just like holy cow and also all the logo opportunities all of the there's so many cool things that you can do if you just latch onto one thing and stay with it oh i i love that about nate he's so good at it he's good at telling a story and i think that that's what we should all be thinking about when we're designing products is telling a story especially with something that's handmade and you you make something that's handmade and there's an there you know i'd love to hold certain things that were made for me because i learned about the artist who made it and the story behind that artist and why they made it for me and so and every time i touch that thing or use it i remember that and i think of that person so and i have one of nate's knives on my my cutting uh, magnet my my uh, my knife magnet in my kitchen and I use it all the time, and I think about him every time I use it, and um, and it's a great knife. It's just a beautiful piece of work that I didn't expect to own, and I now own it, and I love it, and for so many reasons. But the biggest, I think, reason I love it is because I I'm really close with Nate. I you know he's a good friend of mine. So you know it's there's that kind of thing that I think is lost in the sales side of um of making that we're not seeing people put that much thought all the way through they're putting more Mm. technical thought you know they're saying i want it to be look like this and behave like this and all those things are necessary but to set yourself apart to truly be um you know to rise above and be the cream on top you really have to add these additional things if you look at all these um, these guys who have been successful in these endeavors, they all kind of follow that same, and whether or not it was intentional or not, they follow that same path where they're, they've got a following because people are invested in them as a person. Yeah. They love their story. So Housemaid University will be uh, inspiring folks to do the same thing, especially with people who may not be that, type of person like I don't know I've met a lot of um, creators a lot of makers 
who are very business focused. You know, they want quantity and manufacturing. And, and I get that. There's a there's a great side of that. But a majority of the people who I follow and love their work, they're true artisans. They're people who want to make because of just simply because they love doing it. And that's the difference. But how do you teach somebody like that to sell and to create something that has a story that's easily sold or that can be um, conveyed in a way on social media? So we, we're actually doing all of that work inside of Housemaid University, and it starts with that. It's the, Initially, the first initial thing you do is you find that source of inspiration and then let that guide you through the process. Um, so that's where we're at with that. And I appreciate everybody's support so far on the project. And, uh, the first, we were hoping to have this first project out by next week, but I think it's going to be the following week. Sure. So we were the first format, like the first time we shot it, we were like, Oh, it's, there was missing things. So we went back and did it again. And, and that, because we believe in true excellence and we want to put our best foot forward, you know, for this entire, this is going to set the stage moving forward for a lot of creatives. And I don't, I did, I don't, I know how important that first impression is. And I want people to see it and go, holy shit, this is big. Yeah. So, yeah. Any thoughts on the HMU design shirts? Because I, I feel like we need something like a yeah, university you probably, logo. That'd be cool. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, the, I love that idea, Brian. We should we should dig into that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's like a template out there. We could probably download some like, <laughs> you know, old college shirts that just, you know, put that um, put that uh, logo on there and it would be pretty easy. So, yeah, Challenge. we haven't actually come up with that yet. So. Challenge to the listeners, challenge to the listeners out there that have musical abilities, write a housemaid university theme song or fight song, alma mater. (laughs) We need to do something with it. You gotta have like a a mascot and the whole thing. What's, what's our mascot? That's, that's the other thing. The housemaid university mascot. What should it be? I Um, I think it should just be Nick Tobin. Just Nick Tobin, like a big pickle. Yeah, it should a just be a pickle. big pickle. A big no. pickle running around. Uh, real quick, since I didn't do it at the top of the show, this show, all future shows and past shows have been sponsored by the beautiful people over at Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash work for it. And for as little as $10.80 a year, you can get all the after shows and you support everything we do. And we would truly appreciate that. Make sure you go to our sponsors, bakerforge.com for the finest Damascus steel made in the world. Hands down, great guys, awesome setup they have, and you'll quickly learn how much time, energy, and equipment it will take to make that if you look at their social media on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, Go to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com and check out everything they have available for your next next knife-making endeavor. Lawrence Lake is a maker, and he's just handpicked some amazing gear for you to make that next knife or metalworking or whatever it is you're doing go to maritime knife supply.com and check it out all right use uh work discount code wfi10 for 10 percent off at baker forge at baker forge yeah, what did i say use it uh no and that's the right code it's just that it doesn't work at maritime i don't oh. think uh maritime <laughs> does my bad, the my uh, bad, my bad. yeah he doesn't do the promo code thing so my bad, my bad. and when coy was down here 
we were doing the foundry project um i asked koi i said are people using wfi 10 he goes yeah oh yeah i, I think so he's like I, I see it every once in a while come through so you guys are using it that gives you 10 percent off yeah. you buy a hundred dollar billet or some of his billets on there are three four five hundred dollars it could save you 50 bucks i mean that's a pretty big deal Speaking of Koi and crazy, crazy high-end steals, um, I just had them on the pre-show. You know, every now I've, I've I used to do the pre-show on Instagram on my feed. I've now switched that over to the Work for It podcast feed. So if you're not already following the Work for It podcast feed on Instagram, go check it out. Go follow over there. And then every Wednesday, normally we try to record somewhere around eleven o'clock on Wednesday. So you know. The half hour before then, expect a live show. Come and join and be like Koi. He jumped on with me for the better part of a half an hour, and we're talking about all the crazy steals they're working on. They Was just that today, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Right. So, um, you know, they're doing this Riptide, which is by far oh, yeah. one of the most crazy so cool. looking steals, but it's also a really intricate. So, you know, you were saying that there was kind of higher end steals that they sell. I think they said. They did a 24-inch billet. I forget how thick it was. It was two and a half inch or two and a half inch wide. But he said it went north of a thousand dollars. So if you use WFI 10, you're saving yourself a hundred freaking bucks. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. They have a 25 and a half inch long by two and a and almost three inch wide by quarter inch thick. Quarter so you can make inch. A sword. You can make a sword out of this, and it's eleven hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking so, at it. That's really cool. 110 they, bucks if you use WFI 10 in your pocket. There it is. Or you could chop it up and make a bunch of knives out of that. I mean, oh that's God. the other thing is like, you know, you sell you sell something like that long for 20 that's 25 inches. It's over 2 feet. You get a lot of knives out of that for 1100 bucks. It now, sounds like a lot of money, but man, it's it's that's that's a pretty decent deal. The other thing is I know he has a service where you can have him um, rolling mill rolling mill it out so it can be longer and thinner. Okay. I mean, <laughs> that would turn I, into like a five-foot billet, but yeah. if, you're, I'm if looking you need at this. it. He's got billet services, rolling yeah. and grinding from 35 bucks. Yeah, that, I mean, he's adding all kinds of value to oh, yeah. the work that they do. So, I mean, if you – that Riptide, by the way. It's called Riptide Ultra, and it is – unbelievable it i don't even know how they do this i'm looking at this going how in the hell did they do this it is mind-boggling i um i actually will be getting some riptide ultra i had a customer wake me up this morning with a message saying hey um i want a cleaver i bought a billet and it's on its way to you Hmm. and it's riptide ultra no kidding so i'm very excited to try that stuff out that's a pretty cool thing. So you got a customer buy the steel and then send it to you, so yeah. you'll make something out of it. Yeah, Man. yeah. That's they, that's a customer they must really that's trust that's, you. That's well, he has I think already five different knives of mine, and then he's have about five or six that are in different stages of work. So yeah, he's he's a really good customer. <laughs> oh shoot, sorry. That's nice. That's dude. Nice. So switching gears, you just went on this crazy trip. Tell me all about it. Well, we went to South Carolina, and there wasn't much crazy about it. We rented a house on the beach and just sat there and there basically ate and drank and uh, did a lot of family time. Uh, Sarah's family, um, they're big. There's a ton of them. So there's like, you know, she's got uh, two, a brother and a sister, and then they their kids and everybody. I mean, it was a, that house sleep slept 27 people. Wow. To put it in perspective. So 
yeah, it was great. Um, had a great time, went up there and just really enjoyed ourselves. And the whole goal of that trip really wasn't to do anything other than to just spend some family time. So it was really great. And, um, we road tripped it up there. So that was fun. And then road trip back and it was just totally uneventful. Not much went on. We didn't even go out to eat. Not even one time. Like we just cooked in the house and just, I mean, the view was just unbelievable. And the waves, we, we took the kids surfing. We bought boogie boards. You know, we were in the ocean a lot, you know, and enjoying the waves because we don't have waves like that down on this coast. Um, So the kids were just like having a great time everybody is wore out and in bed at like nine o'clock every night so <laughs> it was awesome that's a in my head that's an, a, a successful vacation so and um yeah that's it man that was that, it that family time i mean you're gonna that's memories that you'll be able to go back to forever that's awesome 100 percent. you know and our my in-laws are you know they're getting older and you know it's like every year when you get into your 40s every year you have with your parents you know, is, is, is valuable because you might, your parents might still be alive, but they might not have all their faculties, you know? And so as they start to age, like my dad is 78, um, you know, it's like his dad didn't even, his dad lived to be 73, you know? So um, we're, we're glad we have them, you know, but you know, every year there's, you know, risk of losing a parent or Mm. having them have a stroke or who knows what. So I always think in terms of that, like, you know, spend spend that time when you can do it. And it's kind of a shitty thing being in your 40s and, and you know, you're you're so forced. Our culture is such that we're forced to make money in the years where our kids are young and little and our parents are older and starting to fail. Yeah. And we have no and we're, we're you know, people are de- depending on us to support them in certain ways. And it's like you, you you're forced. Your hand is forced. You have to do certain things to just, you know, continue on. So I, I, I feel a little bit conflicted about it because we work so much, you know. Yeah. But I will say this, that I've I still fully believe that work is by far the best way to, you know, there's only so much time you can spend with these people. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't, I, 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 you know, I love them, but God o- damn it. Family yeah. time's okay, but you know, there's only so much you can take of these guys. There's only so much time. You, <laughs> you know, I mean, we're all going to get bored of each other over time or annoyed with each other, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. you wish you had more time, free time where you weren't as focused on certain things, but it's nice now because my kids work with us and you know, our kids yeah. are here every day and, it is a thing. I, I, I worked with my dad when I was young, so it's it's nice. I get to hang out, but uh, a little conflicted about it. Speaking of having like, you know, your your grandparents are kind of failing and, you know, there's only so much time and you're thinking about that. There's these are my of, these are my parents. My grandparents are all dead. I have um, no grandparents left. I'm an old guy. So. Yeah, I'm just, I guess, one generation behind you. You are. Kind of so that, that's why I'm saying start thinking in that terms because you'll lose your grandparents and then right? what's left is your parents. And then that, yeah, that's it. So two two things, two little side notes. I know I talked about my my grandparents' house burning down. And, you know, oh, yeah. we're, we were able to go over there and, you know, help out a little bit this past weekend and see them and, you know, whatever. Um one thing I was able to snag is there's this dining room table that was the first purchase that they bought as, you know, a couple. 
and it had been there throughout you know my parents growing up and me growing up i just remember sitting around this this old wooden table you know a lot of a lot of times a lot of summers you know going out and working in the barn and then coming in and having lunch on this table and you know all that type of stuff well that also burnt in the in the fire oh, but man. in the closet there were five like leaves that you can put into it and the center leaf in the five stack was okay so I am then, I've now, you know, hopefully, you know, none of my relatives are listening, but the surprise for Christmas this year is I've saved that leaf. I kind of like went in there and grabbed it and just took it out with me and they don't know. And I'm going to make Christmas presents every, all, all the family member or all of the, you know, families are getting a chef knife with that handle material out of that leaf. So that's, that's going to be a little bit cool, but you know, the, I don't know why that came up, but the other thing was you're talking about, you know, you're fit, you're, you've got to think about the older generations. They're kind of failing and spending time with them. One of the things that is kind of been a little bit creepy in the cone side of things, like the, the men in the cones family. Um, my grandfather died at 64 in three months of a heart attack. His dad died at 64 in three months at a, with a heart attack. My dad's coming up on 64. Yeah. And it could just like, oh, shit, here it comes. You know, the, is the cone curse true or? <laughs> well, you know, make sure he's getting his ticker checked. I mean, right. that, that thing, but, I had a friend have a heart attack at 38 and it was a right. widow maker. It was just, you know, it's yeah. a, a thing that happens to people. So make sure your dad's getting his ticker checked. Well, and that's the other thing is like, okay, well, if he makes it past 64 in three months, he's going to live forever, right? <laughs> everything's a gift after that i think yeah. is, the, is the answer but yeah you got to be thinking about that and so but um real quick i wanted to just bring up something on my list to talk to you about was um the the great job you did with bob rankin oh thank and you. the interview there um that is that was a tough one um and brian and i had talked about this before he actually did it and i was like man i don't know how i would be able to do it because mm. Dexter and I had just gone down to a recruiting office and he did his preliminary paperwork to, to enlist. And, you know, that's hitting a little close to home, you know, the, the situation with Bob and um, it, so it, real quick project 22, the, the, we bought a ticket uh, to in the raffle is the raffle still going on. Like I I'm um, a little out of the loop since I've been gone. I believe it's still live. I'm not entirely sure though. I believe it's still going though. Yeah, I see. I went to Bob's website and I don't see anything there. So I don't know. Um, oh, no, no. I have, oh, well, I have Bobby's sticker. No, no, no. I have it here. Okay, cool. Uh, you automatically entered to win one of several knives. These knives have been made with some dear friends to support financial burden that comes along with losing a loved one. Um, so yeah, so you can go to bobrankincustomknives.com and just click store and then the only thing in his store right now is the Bobby sticker. It's $25 and you get a chance to win um uh, I think it's one or a set of knives that was made. I don't remember exactly all the details, but um there's a if you want to listen in um to that the, the he's been on a ton of podcasts promoting this so it's been fantastic to hear the story of bobby and you know all of it yeah. uh but um beyond that the the knives that were made there's some awesome historical significance to the steels that were used 
and the handle material, which like blew me away about it being a part of um, Washington's uh, a cut off of Washington's tree. Yeah. I mean, all of that shit is in piece from nine 11, one of the twin towers, you got some cable from one of the um, aircraft carriers. I mean, a lot of thought was put into this again, going back to the house made university thing. Look at all the thought that was put into this project. And, um, you know, so go support that. Uh, don't forget about, um, the, uh, the, the project 22 raffle, uh, we bought in and you should too. It's $25. It's a re- goes to a really good cause. Yeah. Uh, so go check that out. I was actually really lucky shortly after that episode. You know, I recorded that episode and immediately dropped it as soon, literally within an hour of finishing recording, I had it edited and put up, um, that weekend, right after that, I was able to go to the Great Lakes uh, Rendezvous, and I actually met Bob Rankin there. So I got to spend some time in the flesh, meet him, and you know, talk with him, and whatnot. But yeah, my my heart goes out to him and his family. And you know, it sounds like you know things are moving in the right direction because of all of the support from all of the people. So yes, please, if you haven't already, I've also bought a ticket. Please go get this ticket and sticker. You do end up getting this really cool sticker. So it's not, you know, you are you are getting something for your 25 bucks, but please go out and support him and his family because, you know, they're they're moving houses, they're they're doing a lot of different things that, you know, this this tragedy not only was a huge emotional toll, but also a pretty pretty large financial toll as well. So, yeah, please go out and support him because he's a great guy and he deserves it. For sure. Um, you know, uh, Brian, I talked a lot about what I was up to with Housemaid University this week in my vacation. We haven't talked about what you're up to. What are you doing this week? <laughs> so really big news on the, the, um, so, you know, Kyle is moving at the end of October. We just, we actually just did this inter- or kind of interview kind of show this past, this past week with Kyle, um, Come to find out, so he's he had to get out of his old apartment. He was going to be mo- moving in with a different friend, and that kind of fell through. So now Kyle's living here. So my videographer is now a get living videographer. Yeah. So he's staying with you, huh? Yes, he is in this this no old house. But um, yeah. Now what's so, the plan? Is he going to stay with you for a while, or is he just is this just kind of like a hop, skip, and a jump to someplace new? I think he's going to stay here until he moves out to Chicago. And um, so right. it sounds like I have him for a solid couple months. So for okay. these next couple months, he's not paying us rent. His rent is specifically working his ass off with me in the shop. I love it. So, yeah, no, that's a great arrangement. Uh, yeah. w- when I was younger and I had owned a house, I had a buddy who worked with me and he, you know, it was the same arrangement. Like he worked with me and uh, got to live for free and it was a great arrangement. It was before we had kids. It was, right. it was a long time ago. But well, yeah. that's, that's where I'm at. You know, Emily and I don't have kids and we can just kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah, sure. You can we can put you up. No big deal. <laughs> that is a true friend. And it that is. is awesome. Kyle has some uh, awesome friends in you and Emily. So that's fantastic. And uh, is everything how's everything going at the house? Are you doing any workshop development? Have you rolled out anything new? Well, so there's a couple different things. Of course, I'm working on a batch. That's that's nothing new. But um, I'm really working on getting the proper electricity out to the shop. Um, you know, I'm I'm hoping to get an even heat here pretty soon and be able to not only have the even heat kiln set up, but also I I have a really big um, air compressor that when I plug it in, it kills the power. It trips the the breaker. 
So I need to be able to like set up proper power out there. So, you know, over the last couple of months, I've been kind of stowing money aside and stowing money aside to actually get this project off the ground. So I'm hoping here pretty soon I can get that going so I can then, you know, have the even heat and have, a, you know, the the um, air compressor and the the um, what's it called? The bead blaster, the sand cabinet. Sandblasting cabinet. I just had to put that all together. There it is. So, you know, there's there's a lot of projects on the horizon. But also, you know, I have Kyle only for a couple months. So should I then put that all aside and just focus on videography work and really hammer it while I have them? But then, you know, this is this is Michigan and it gets cold and, you know, you can only dig trenches so many months out of the year yep. here. Yeah. So if I if I really put everything aside and just work with Kyle and hammer things off with the video work, then you know I'm I'm then not running it while I, the ground isn't frozen. It's like well you know uh, you can always hand <laughs> Kyle a shovel and say work off some fucking rent. How about that, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of things, and it's it, you know I I am so happy to have Kyle you know moving in, but you know. It definitely is is reorganizing the priority list of project after project, you know. I will say you'll never regret the infrastructure update. So I would I would personally, if it were me and my choice, I would you and Kyle dig that trench together, get that electric run uh going because it's it's going to be by far the it's going to skyrocket everything you do in the future. So you'll you'll never regret it and yeah, and the videography side Look at look at Kyle as uh, you know not just a videographer. He's got a lot of other you know uh, good talents like digging holes and you know helping you run <laughs> wire. <laughs> but you know that's the thing when we we talk about it uh, when people come here and hang out. Like Matt Berger came down. Uh, he was on vacation and came and said, "Hey, can I come hang out for a day in your shop?" And I said, "Sure." And I said, just be aware that we're not going to stop doing anything. We're going to keep where he's like, no, I, I get it. I, I want to help work. I want to work. I want to work. Yeah. And so we put together a new grinding table. He helped us run all the wiring for that. And, you know, it, it, I think guys like us actually prefer that, you know, yeah. rather than just sitting around and doing whatever. Cause he looked fully content to be doing all that work with us. Honestly, so it was great. When I was down there, when I was when I was lathing out those wheels, I mean, I was I was in my element. I love that shit. Yeah, that was yeah, fun. it 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 is fun, and it's it's something that um, I think the right kind of person looks at work and says, "I'm happy to do it." You know, yeah. it's it's not like it's a burden or anything. So that's that's good. So I would definitely do the infrastructure update and make that happen. Um, the electric, you'll you're gonna want that, especially with the kiln and the air compressor and all that you're going to need more power so just yeah get it out there buddy get it going so um speaking yeah. of your shop did you get those shop knives i sent over i did yes i got them right before i left to go on vacation like the day of right essentially i got them and they're fantastic i like the way you did the kydex sheath too uh just like a slip in it's like a, yeah. it's a great little uh sheath and uh, terrific, T terrific knives in general. I'm a big fan of handleless knives, like knives yeah. you can make and just they're all steel. And that's what you made for me, which I really love. So, yeah, fantastic work on the Ridge project. Now, do you have any sales updates? Like, I know you're working on a batch, but like what's like what sales look like for the Ridge? So I have 
So there's four different variants. So the ridge and the mini ridge in stainless and high carbon steel each. So there's four different choices. They're all getting the same handles. They're all getting the same everything else. But you have four different choices, which in retrospect, I probably should have made it easier on myself and do one and then, you know, wait a couple months and then do the mini ridge. But hey, you know, both feet, let's go. Anyway, so um, I'm doing five of each to start off just as the first run you know this is this is just testing the water so that's 20 knives total and we're at five sold so you know okay part of it i also haven't really hammered on the social media as much and i I know i really should that was my next question yeah i definitely you know for i've i've posted i've made one piece of content and a couple different pictures and i've made you know a handful of posts about it so the fact that a handful of posts turn into five different sales, I'm pretty happy with that. You um, should be confident that that the more you post, the more sales you'll achieve with this. Um, I, I'm looking at the video you made. You said there's one kind of handle material, but I see carbon fiber and I see something else that looks like pearl. carbon fiber. It's okay. So that's the black pearl. So that's the, your choices, right? You have two choices. No. Or do so you, are you doing everything in black pearl? The large one will be getting the the. Um, the X Forge carbon fiber and the small one when you're getting be getting black pearl specifically gotcha. because I have all of that one inch stripping and yep. it just barely doesn't fit. I should have redesigned it or maybe I could slightly de- redesign the handle so that no, the one inch like stripping. It. So it's no, all black I pearl. like it. I like it I, you, that you've killed it with the, the profile. It's just a cool knife all yeah. around. It's just a great looking knife. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah. I'm, basically, I sent you those shop knives. Um, that's just kind of an idea that I have for down the road where I would do like what I'm calling the Ridge Slim, where it's just there's no handles on it. It's just, you know, water jet steel. I'd be grinding the bevels, heat treat, stamp or stamp, heat treat out the door. Mm. That's not quite the perfect. <laughs> It'd be stamp, heat treat, bevels out the door. <laughs> Duh. Sure. Um, but so that then, you know, the ridge and the mini ridge are at, you know, 200 and 250 dollars where this would be kind of closer to like that hundred dollar mark. And I feel yeah. like the hundred dollar mark for something that is coming out of my shop that I'm working on. That's kind of that's, a, that's yeah. a deal. That's a deal. And and you're going to like I keep telling you, you'll pick up these sales because people look at your other larger ticket items and go, eh, I don't know, I can't invest that. But. And they'll walk away with a slim, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, you're, you're doing this all the right way. It is, you're giving people options and you're also breaking the ice as far as the sales go. Like once they buy one thing from you, it's easier for the second thing and third thing and so on. And you're discovering that like you're, you've got a lot of repeat customers Yeah, and that's because they did business with you one time. They had a good experience and now they want to continue to support your work. I mean, a perfect example of that is this guy who sent me the Baker or is sending me that Baker Forge and Toolbar. He started off as he bought a high carbon steel knife, just, you know, not not a nothing knife, but not like not an extravagant knife. And he got it in hand. He loved it. He used it every day. It was like, OK, well, let's let's go ahead and, you know, go to town over here. So, yeah. And that's the whole idea of the 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 Ridge Slim or maybe it's a mini ridge limb. I haven't decided. It's this is all down the road type stuff. I'm, you know, I'm putting the cart a little bit out of the horse. But um, yeah. the idea is that I'm going to do something that you can pick up for relative for pretty damn cheap, 
and then kind of see what my work looks like, see what it feels like. And hey, you know, everyone needs a shop knife or a keychain knife or a neck knife or, you know, there's so many different ways you can use it. And it's not like it's a hundred dollar knife that you're buying from, you know, Walmart or the local, you know, outdoor shop. It's something that is going to be stout and it's going to last you a hell of a long time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just something I've been kind of toying around with. But also, you know, if I'm trying to do the ridge and the mini ridge, adding a third option, it just feels like I'm just bombarding too much at the same time. You're giving your customer, remember, I know it feels like you're bombarding things. You might be bombarding, say, social media and remember a lot of the people who are watching your social media are other knife makers and they might feel like, Oh, it's a lot, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But you remember your customer isn't, isn't those guys and they're they're They might see it all on social media or whatever, but then eventually they dump down into your website and then your website has all these different options based on price, you know? And so if you give them those choices, hands down, they're going to buy something. And so, you know, that's why I think it's smart. So I wouldn't overthink it too much. I would do these options. I would give them, you know, the stainless slim and the non-stainless, you know, and and uh, create content all around it. And the other part I love about this is it's like uh, Brent's thicker clipper line where he has developed something over the course of years that has become sort of a staple item for him to sell. And it's becoming so popular now that it's he's making regular sales and it's just he doesn't even know where the customer is coming from he has no idea like they just come from wherever they they see that knife and they want it and they want to buy it so i think it the couple of takeaways from that is is that he developed the thicker clipper and he kept making it better but it still stayed the same knife if that makes sense yeah and in and then he also is making variants of it you know, the Tanto and the other stuff that he's making. So you're doing the same thing and it might take a year or two for that to complete, you know, don't get, don't get the idea. Like a lot of guys, they just want to make one knife one time, you know, take this and make it over the course of the years and develop it and change it up a little bit every year because you're going to hit that market. Honestly, if I was to do it completely over again, I almost wonder if I wouldn't do a, harpoon clip again just because if this is going to be the thing that is going to be my staple for a long time and the harpoon clip is kind of you know it's it's the it's the hot thing of the moment but how much staying power does a harpoon clip have i know it looks cool it looks pretty it's functional because your thumb fits there you know it's 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 nice but how long is a harpoon clip gonna be the sexy thing you're overthinking it. I oh, think. yeah. I overthink everything. Yeah. You're, you're, you're putting way too much thought into this because I think you think you're, you're, it's the new trendy thing. But there's a whole bunch of people who haven't seen it yet. And there's going to be years and years and years of people who haven't seen it yet, if yeah. that makes sense. Mm. You're in a bubble, just like me. We see a lot of knives every day in social media, so it's hard to put yourself in the shoes of somebody who might just stumble upon your work or maybe find you at a farmer's market or just see your Instagram feed or something. So yeah. I, I would, I would, if it were me, I would continue on and, and develop it over the course of the next year or two. You don't have to keep making it after a year or more, but you, I think what you'll figure out is that you'll, you kind of get that style going and you're developing that style a little bit. So 
Um, and then, and then remember that this is going to be kind of the staple production knife that you're going to make, and you're going to have fun making all the other stuff that you've yeah. been making over the course of the year. So I think, yeah. you know, I don't see you getting bored of it, if that makes <laughs> sense. No, definitely not getting bored of it one bit. But um, I guess to kind of switch things up a little bit, another thing that I've been playing around with this past week, I've been talking a lot to Ben's Bites, Ben Seagal. Mm-hmm. Seagal is it is it pronounced Seagal? Whatever we know. Seagull. Who it is. Seagull, Seagull, I think. Yeah. So we've been working on this folding knife in the background for a while, and he finally has the first prototype that is complete. It's made out of steel. It's made out of all the things that we want, and um, it we're making just a couple more little minor modifications. But then it sounds like we're going to do a run of these folding knives. Um, really love it's a push button lock so it's it's kind of like you know we're originally going to do a different version of an axis lock but you know there still needs to be a little bit of r&d work on making that work so we kind of set that aside to have a knife that comes out so we're doing this push button lock it's a smaller folding knife it's really sexy i really like it so if you see a little bit more about it um, i'm sure ben's might might be ben's bites might be posting about it here pretty soon so be on the lookout for that if you're interested um yeah it's just been a really fun project and then ben is also like he's one of those guys that you can get on the phone with and all of a sudden it's an hour and a half later and you're like oh shit what happened to the time you know yeah he is he's a great conversationalist he always has something interesting to talk about and um i haven't had a conversation with him in a while so i need to probably get on the phone at some point soon and yeah get him on there and 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 chat with him Sure. And sure. I did see a couple of like little sneak peeks of the of the folding knife. Yes. And it looks amazing. And yeah. so w- tell me is what's the w- what's the production look like? Is it water jetted? Is it made by you by hand? Like what's the what's the plan? So the idea is we're going to try to do this production si- style where we get most of the things water jet out. All of like the handle scales, everything water jet out um, or CNC'd out for the handle material. But so I would be kind of doing the bevels and we'd be doing a router bit or router table for basically doing rough shaping on the handle material. Um, But yeah, after that, I mean, it's he'd be doing heat treating and the laser, you know, lasering on the logos. And yeah, it should be relatively simple to get out. I mean, it's going to be a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. And we're going to start off with stainless steel. We were originally like going, you know, crazy thinking we're going to do magnet cut, but I don't know if I'm, if I'm willing to do a hundred magnet cut blades on, you know, that can get a little bit much, but we're going to start off with stainless steel for the first round just to get our beaks wet with it. And then, yeah, we're going to go with it. And we're, I'm, I've been, we've been talking back and forth with Ben for a long time about it. And it's really cool that over the last couple months, we've been, going from abstract idea to idea on paper to now something physical. I'm excited to get one in it's hand. It's kind of neat, right, to watch yeah. it like as it, you know, from concept and design and then yeah. actually seeing it come to life. It's like yeah. you know, it's a fascinating process. I love the product development stuff. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good. Do you guys have a price point yet, or are you still working that out? We're still thinking about it. I We've been kind of throwing around some ideas, but, I mean, especially the first round, it's not going to be as expensive because we're going to do stainless steel and, you know, AEBL. And, okay. But eventually we want to do, like, magnet cut and 
damn steel and that's done titanium liners and crazy stuff but you know we should probably learn to walk before we decide to sprint <laughs> it, yeah definitely it's a good it, that is definitely one of the the things that you in product development it's easy to go hey i want to make a hundred of those or what you know it, 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 you don't do that. You just start like what we did with the Apollo. It was like, okay, we'll do 50 of them. And then we sold out and we did another 50 sold out. And then like the last 50, it took a while to sell out the last 50. He was like, okay, yeah. well, it's no big deal. So we just ordered another 50 And it. You know, with that kind of uh, timing between you realize, okay, you get a chance to test the market. Uh, Jimmy Duress had talked a lot about that and doing pre-sales and I kind of sort of like that idea, but then like if something goes absolutely apeshit and you have to sell a thousand or make a thousand of something, then it gets a little hairy. And I, you yeah. know, so I kind of like the 50, you know, 25 to 50 range of things and then uh, and then move on from there. That and way, you know what your comfort zone is. You know, I probably should have done that with the Ridge, made them first and then started the selling. But because, you know, we, we are doing half down on all these riches, which really just is exactly what I do with all my custom orders. But I feel like if it's a buy it now, push the button and I'll ship it. People people are a lot more likely to drop 200, 250 bucks on something that will arrive, you know, in two or in three days or however long it takes the USPS to get it to you. Yeah. Um. So that's why, like, you know, these first five sold, and that pretty much covers all of the bases for all of the getting stuff water jet cut and, you know, doing everything I need to do. So it's not money out of pocket, but it's also like, hey, I'm going to have 15 more knives that are going to be on my hands, which now that I said that out loud, that's not too many knives. That's not, it's not crazy. I don't know. Again, like you said, I over, you know, you're saying I overthink things. Yes, I'm. I've been overanalyzing this to the nth degree. And some of that is good and some of that is a little bit extra, but it is what it is. Yeah, I think as you get older, you'll realize that there should be a balance in there. Yeah. You know, you're putting you're 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 putting a lot of thought into things and you'll realize later to trust your gut. Yeah. You know, trust your initial instinct. Uh, but sometimes it takes a while to develop that gut instinct, you know, and to really trust it. So, you know, I, I make a lot of, you know, quick decisions now. I have to, you know, it's I have no choice. I have to make fast choices. And the only way I'm, I think I'm able to do that and not be up all night and lose sleep is is that I trust, you know, that I'm, you know, I'm I have good habits and I make fairly decent decisions and. And so, you know, over time you realize like my overanalyzation is probably hurting me, not helping me. <laughs> yeah. So you just don't do it anymore. Luckily, Emily is pretty good at tampering back my, my overanalyzation. She realizes like I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm writing things out and I'm thinking and whatever. And she's like, okay, Brian, you've, you've done enough to set it aside, come back to it. She's good at that. Yeah, and that's the sign of a good partner is that yeah. somebody can look at your neuroses and go, <laughs> "Okay, let's let me explain to you why this is not helping the situation." So, right. Yeah, and Sarah does the same thing for me. I always say this to everybody: is that she has all the all the good ideas that I've ever had started with her. Yeah, because she really did was the one that like pushed me 
to start housemaid pushed me to do more and made, you know, she just, she was the one going, stop thinking about this so much. Just do it. Yeah. Already. Speaking of overthinking, let's go and overthink about some hashtag WFI projects. How does that sound? Yeah, I was digging into the WFI projects just a minute ago, and there's a lot of fantastic ones in there. Um, so if you, you're new to the sh- show and you don't know what WFI projects is, on Instagram, if you hashtag WFI projects, and just to give you a frame of reference, that hashtag has now been used 13,982 times. Ooh. We could pull one of your projects and talk about it right here on the show. Do you have one ready or should I go? I do. Uh, high caliber craftsman. Um, and this is an old one. I don't know why it's being fed to me, but back in May, he did a project with onlinemetals.com for a 50,000 giveaway. And this was a while ago. And he made this um, just really, he's working with a lathe. I don't know if you've ever looked at Austin's work, but um he makes a lot of really great stuff and you know me, I'm always like pulling out the non knife stuff. Cause we get a lot of knife makers, but um, he does it, just go check out high caliber craftsman builds on Instagram and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And at the time of this recording, he has 75,300 followers. He is a patron of ours too. He supports the show and um, I still have more followers than you, Austin, on Instagram. I got 5,000 more than you. What are you doing? Get, get, you got to get out there, buddy. You really need to start making more reels. Well, I don't know what's going on with you lately. I'm joking, by the way. The guy makes some fucking ton of content. I make nothing, and I don't know why I have more followers than he does. He, he deserves way more than I have. So, Well, Brian, I didn't know this was a dick measuring contest. Good job. <laughs> it's always a dick measuring contest, Brian. Don't you know that? Every single thing you do is pretty much boils down to that. Okay. So, so I've got Jeremy Ballaball, 49 Forging. You just said we pull out a lot of knife makers. Perfect yeah. example is, no, no, is Jeremy Ballaball. He's showing off this um, hunting knife. It's a clip point. It's a really, really cool handle. Are you are you seeing this thing? It's you're talking like, about that one. It's got turquoise embedded yeah. in the cactus. Yeah, and I kind of pulled really this cool. out because I know you like turquoise so much. Oh, but, I love it. I fucking love that shit. Yeah, it's got turquoise embedded in this really interesting looking wood. It's really classic stainless steel clip point style. What is that? A four inch blade? It doesn't really say here, but I would I would guess probably right around a four inch yeah. ABC knife. Th- three to four inch. Yeah, yeah. sure. He also did this really cool sheath with it. Oh, man. it's It looks super classic. It looks like something that you'd want to carry all the time. And I have one of his of his knives, and I've, I've handled quite a few of his knives, and they are just top-notch. He doesn't have enough eyes on him. Uh, 1,079 followers. How the hell is Jeremy Ballaball only at 1,079? We need to bump him up. We need to get more eyes on him. Please stop, stop the recording. Go over the, to 419 Forging. Follow my man. He's he's a really cool dude. He, he and I have hung out quite a bit. He's just he's an awesome character, and you should follow him. So go do it. I agree. It, his work is is great, and he's a really nice guy as well. Yeah. Um, I am gonna shout out Gnome Hammer Forge. Will do. I'm pretty sure Ryan Bruek is a fellow Michigander. Yeah, he's actually really you. close to me. Yeah, and I don't know if you know Ryan, but um, I've been following his work for a few months now, um, and it, he's got 8,780 followers, 
and he's really trying to make a go of doing his blacksmithing work. It's he I think he's full time. I don't know a whole enough about him, but he he supports the podcast. He he supports my work. He has a Clark Iron uh, Forge press and he makes hammers. And something I've noticed about Ryan is that he is always trying things like he's yeah. constantly pushing forward and trying things. Um, and I that's the definition of uh, success, in my opinion, is somebody that can just keep pushing forward, keep making, keep doing. Um, so Gnome Hammer Forge. And if you don't know how to spell Gnome, it's with a G, G-N-O-M-E, Hammer Forge, all one word. And go give him a follow and let him know that the Work For It podcast sent you because he's he he is definitely one of those guys that's worth a follow for sure. For sure. Another guy that I saw at Blade Show, Darren over at Stormlight Forge. Um, I've actually been talking to him a little bit lately about his ferric chloride mix. I'm going to be basically remaking exactly what he uses because if sure. you've ever seen Stormlight Forge's um, Worry Stones – they are yep. so freaking cool. He does these crazy etches, uh, really deep etches on some of them, which is just a really cool look. Uh, but yeah, he's showing off a bunch of these worry stones that he's got up for sale. Um, and then there's one, and some of them are Baker Forge and Tool. I think the vast majority of these ones are Baker Forge and Tool steel, where he basically orders these giant bars of Baker Forge and chops them up into these worry stones. And etch, you know, makes these really cool contours in them, so they're interesting feeling in your hand. They're not just, you know, if you're if you're getting a, a lump and you're just fiddling it around, it's not very interesting. These have a lot of contour to them. They look and feel really interesting. But yeah, he's getting some really good etches, and uh, yeah, go check him out, Darren, over at Stormlight underscore Forge. Two thousand eight hundred and forty nine followers. I mean, come on, he can always use more, right? Yeah, and I think the piece I'm looking at is uh, he says here this is a virus pattern stainless Damascus from Vegas Forge, and yeah. super interesting piece. Like it looks like canister <clears throat> that was like mixed and twisted with something else. Yeah. So I don't know, but it it's like it's, I'm looking at it going, how the hell was that made? Yeah, um, the- you know. It's it's cool steel. He's definitely using hashtag WFI projects quite a bit because this is another one that I believe he just posted two days ago. There it is. And he said the, this batch, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them that he you know, got out this past week. And um, there's it's a mixture of Baker Fortune Tool and Broken Anvil Knife Works. Ah, steel. Broken Anvil. Okay, so, gotcha. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm going to shout out Kawa Jeanette. Uh, our, she's our executive general manager of uh, wooden handled carving and spoons. She is uh, doing fantastic work. I don't know if you saw the feather piece that she put out, the spoon that's got like yeah. sh- shaped into a feather. It's an old post from June, but it just popped up in my feed. But uh, yeah, it's beautiful. So nice work, uh, Jeanette and Jonette. And we appreciate you as always for supporting our work right here at Work For It. And she's always like thumbs up in my stuff. And, you know, she she's really active on Instagram. She's a Canadian maker. So give her a follow. It's C-A-O. I'm sorry. C-A-W-O-J-O-A-N-N-E-T-T-E. Kawo Jonette. Here's a person we haven't shouted out in quite a while. It deserves a maker. 
dude, yeah. he's over there in Hawaii. He's making these really cool rings. Um, this one, I'm, oh boy, it's a bunch of different materials thrown into this one. I know I uses a lot of Damascus, a lot of stainless steel, because you can imagine if you put high carbon steel on a ring and it lives on your hand, just all of the oils and stuff, I can't imagine that's going to be great. So he uses a lot of stainless steel and then also carbon fiber and bronze and gold and all the crazy handle or all of the crazy materials that you would love in a crazy knife he puts into rings. I'm hoping maybe we can, you know, we, we talked about in the past, you know, kind of working out a trade situation, but man, he is doing a really cool job on this ring. Um, let's oh, and it. It's Zyra. Oh, geez. Z I R Mascus. I'm not quite sure what that is, but, um, looks good with these sprinkles. So he does these, these, um, <laughs> I know, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to read it and whatever. So, <laughs> uh, I heard sprinkles and I was like all ears. I love, okay. Them. So <laughs> he not only makes these really cool rings, but he also does these ring boxes that they all live in. And it looks like he did some sort of a sprinkles embedded in, in epoxy for like the centerpiece of the lid. It's really bizarre and really cool looking. Um, I'm guessing that was a custom order. I've never seen that before, but really, really cool. Go check them out. It deserve a maker. Um, and I lost them. Damn it. Damn phone. It deserve a maker. I mean, I, I, I'll find one real quick. There he is. I T A Z U R a underscore maker. Go check them out. All right. So switching gears, uh, real quick. I have one announcement that I will be at maker camp this year for sure i talked with austin about it when i was in south carolina and we will be bringing four apollo forges that will live after the fact at blackthorn um forever and we're gonna donate those to maker camp and then you'll so if you come to maker camp you you will be able to and you'll be in one of the blacksmithing tents you'll be able to use one of our forges, uh, nice. the Apollo Forge there. And you get to hang out with me, and Sarah is coming with me as well. So we'll be in East Durham, New York. It's the first week. I kept saying it was the end of October, but Keith over at Working Hands Podcast corrected me. It's um, – let me just make sure I got my dates right. It's in October, October 6th through the 9th mm. at the Catskills, Catskills Mountain Maker Camp. And you can go to their website, CatskillMountainMakersCamp.com, and get your tickets and hang out. I know Nate Wapole is going from Walrus Steel. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be hanging out with the guys from Coal Ironworks and a bunch of other, you know, everybody's going to be there essentially. So if you start making your plans now to get out to East Durham, New York, the first week of October, and let's hang out. Yeah, now that um, now that Kyle's moved in, and I'm g- gonna try to be using him to the best of my abilities. Um, he's gonna still be here through Maker Camp, and I feel like I need to be in the shop working with him. So I will definitely not be at Maker Camp. But hey, yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. You can, fun. you can, you know, you can show off for the uh, Work for It podcast. So that'll be fun. Definitely, yeah. I'll be representing uh, Housemade and Work for It while I'm out there, and we appreciate everybody at Maker Camp. Um, so thank you so much for inviting us and making that work. Um, all right, I'm going to do a dad joke and then we're going to shut it down. You ready for this? Let's do it. Uh, my friends 
they just keep telling me that I might be addicted to brake fluid. Oh, yeah? But I can stop whenever I want. You are listening to the Work For It podcast, and if you're a patron, you're going to get the after show, right? And uh, I do have, I believe, a question for the after show. So if you're a patron, for as little as $10.80 a year, a year, you can be a patron of our show and then ask us a um, a question for that after show, and then we'll answer it. Uh, real quick, and the way to do that, the proper way to send us a question is in the messages. So, but on because I what on right. Patreon, and yeah. yeah. So if you're on Patreon and you're a patron, you get to ask a question. You send it to us in a private message in Patreon because we've had a bunch of people make comments under posts with their questions and then they get lost because they, you know, we can't dig them out. Um, Let's see. What would you say? Okay. So Justin Blauert asks, what would you say are keys to running a successful online business? (laughs) There it is. That is a loaded question. And I have an answer for it. I don't really think you really have a whole lot of knowledge in that subject. Do you think you do? I might ha- I might know a thing or two about a thing or two, but okay. and I have some theories that I've tested that I'll talk about, and some key key pieces of information that will definitely one hundred percent add up to more than ten dollars and eighty cents a year. So if you'll find value in that, go to patreon.com forward slash work for it and sign up for Patreon, and then you can listen to me jabber on about how you can make more money online, and then you're gonna go, Brian, thank you so much. You're the best. I appreciate there you. Is. There it is. Anything you want to kick off at the end of the show here? No, man. I've just, it's good to have you back. I really appreciate you. And uh, yeah, we'll just have to figure out where Ben is. We'll have to get him on the next show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to the after show. Let's do it. 